This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 22 of the show. And it's great to have you along here. I'm here too. And it's my brother. I love being here actually. Like I'm really starting to enjoy this podcast. Yeah. So grateful for having such an amazing brother and for having like some people listen. Likewise. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great to, to do this with you. It's a highlight of my week. Yeah, I love sure. the, some people are really giving us some beautiful feedback as well, which is, yeah. Look, you may think that <laughs> you may think that we think we're awesome, yeah, and we don't need the feedback, but we really do. It's really good. Really, we have no it. less imposter syndrome than the average transformation bros listener. Than the average imposter. Than the average imposter out yeah. there. Yes, I got some beautiful feedback just this morning from yeah. uh, somebody from uh, it was. My friend Mandy, and she said she just listened to episode number four. Wow. We were just saying that, you know, a lot of people, they've come to the podcast and they go right back to episode one. So, although you've been with us on the journey and you're on episode 22. Both of you. Both of you. Both of you that have hung in there. Thank you. Some people are just, just starting off on this journey. Because it's only been like eight weeks or something that they've been live, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Something so, like that. Yeah. But we do really appreciate it. So. Yep. Feedback is great. Uh, love yep. interacting with the group. I'll say we probably haven't. Posted enough in the group in the last week, and I'm committed to yeah giving we'll you guys a that. little bit more in the group this week. So look out for that, yeah, and yeah, we'll probably do, do ask questions. You know, like we'll probably do the next episode live in the group. Oh yeah, let's for that. Do that. I got my good shirt on today though, so I don't well, you've got your good shirt on. I guess I got a whole week to get it washed and ironed, <laughs> and I can bring it next week. Singular good shirt. Yeah, yeah. So. What do we got? I hope you're getting value. I just want to say, uh, I hope you're on your own transformation journey. Mm. And, you know, I hope you get from us that we're not, we're on a journey. Yeah. This is, even this podcast is part of our transformation and learning to be authentic and speak our truth, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, Authenticity is a really interesting topic. And to be yourself, Mm. to be authentic, Mm. to speak your truth, maybe. One of the hardest, most vulnerable things you can do. Mm. But I'm just going to start with that. Yeah, it's and on my journey of doing that. It's it creates a lightness hmm. that's really, really good. Not the yes. not the heaviness of um, controlling, manipulating, keeping <laughs> things together. <laughs> you, you make know. it sound so attractive. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can keep doing that if you. Well, want. I don't think we think we're manipulating or controlling. No. You know, so it's it's easy to say that looking back, but in the moment, you're just living your life, trying yeah. to get by, trying to survive. Might mm. have some trauma that you're trying to cover up. Mm. Uh, for me, I've always been just very insecure about who I am. I've been insecure about my sexuality. Uh, I've felt. Um, just with my family situation, I felt sort of mm. inferior and very judged for, for things that I felt like are outside of my control. And I've really, I've, I've taken that to heart, I think, for stuff that's happened when I was younger. And so I felt very insecure. I haven't felt relatable. I haven't felt like I belong anywhere. And so I often wow. will, will maybe just not be me out mm. there in the world just because I don't really feel good enough i don't feel like anyone wants me to be me i don't feel like i um i connect with anyone when i'm being me so it's it's not necessarily i'm just reacting to the sort of manipulative controlling piece because i think for for me it was more like just being a scared Mm, scared boy yeah a scared survivor out there um doing the best you can that's right um so 
I would say, gee, I mean, again, it's a long journey, but I'd say even just in the last 12 months is probably the most authentic I've felt. Yeah. Yeah, I acknowledge that from you. Also, Thanks. the feeling of what you've been talking about. and mm. Yeah. It's uh, when I um, started flying when I was 17, 18, right out of school. Wow. I felt a sense of... <laughs> So long ago. <laughs> you know the story. Uh, yeah, tell me, tell me your story now. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I felt like uh, I put on a whole new outfit, a whole new mask, oh, this mask called Pilot. Yeah. Because I felt at school I felt small, physically small, mm-hmm. and literally, you know, yeah, like literally small, but also just bullied, like I didn't want to be there, didn't fit in, didn't like it, wasn't a rugby player wasn't a cricket player, mm. wasn't that academic, didn't like it. And then I got to go flying and I just found myself. I found mm. my tribe, people that were into flying like me. Um, I got to wear this cool uniform. I was, I became somebody. Mm. And so I put that, literally that uniform on, that mask on and wore it for 15 years. Mm. And it felt way more empowering than being the little weenie kid at high school that didn't fit me. in. Mm. But it was still inauthentic. And so the, it was helpful in a way to build confidence, but it was still inauthentic. So I'm not saying it was bad, but that's just the the journey that it was. Yeah, and you could still get great results from that. For sure. I wonder if anyone else has ever felt that way, you know, like with their career or their job. Yeah, where being, you feel like the title yeah. defines you. It it gives you an identity. Mm. It makes you, it, it helps you be someone in the world. Yeah. Where maybe you haven't felt that. So mm. my journey, I, I actually described it and it's, just coming to me now that when I left flying, I lost that identity. Mm, yeah, I remember you saying that. And it felt like walking down the street with no clothes on. Yeah, it's the emperor's new clothes. It felt like I just felt naked, mm. you know, embarrassed, shameful, didn't know who I was, didn't know how to explain myself. And so for the last three or four years, it's been a process of going, well, who am I? Mm. Who am I? Uh, I've told you on the podcast I've run out of money plenty of times. Mm. Who am I without money? Who am I without a job title? Who's just Nathan, strip naked, beer with nothing? Mm. And I, I think that's at the essence of authenticity. Just my my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And for you, yours has been a journey back to authenticity from that point. That's what I've witnessed over the last, like you say, three or four years, where you've like had that identity and then you've asked that question. <laughs> We've had so many conversations so about many. it. And then, yeah, just un unraveling that and i think i mean as you know i'm in recruitment and i for years i've said to people if you don't know what you want to be or what you want to do in life that's fine but it's probably the one thing you want to be thinking about that's how i've um that's how it's lived in my language because i did i haven't always known what i wanted to be i've had so many i've had um 27 jobs in 12 different careers but how does that relate to authenticity what you want to do um our authentic self will be its lightest and most meaningful and purposeful when it finds that thing that we're doing. Hmm. I just made that up, but that's what I thought you were asking. Interesting. What, what, so what was your, for you, what was your, what's, your, what's been your journey to becoming yourself? Has it revolved around your work and what you do? Hmm. Good question. I think so because I, I've always been a driver. You fly planes. I yeah. just do meaning. You drive trucks, trucks yeah. yeah, and diggers and um, all that Boats. sort of stuff. Boats. <laughs> oh, boat. Any form of transport, really. Any, yeah, shopping trolleys. We've talked about that. 
Uh, so yeah, I was very fortunate as well that when I was driving trucks, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Someone's paying me just to drive around. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but then going through all those jobs, I guess I was restless and wanted more. Yeah. I think that's probably a human trait. We just want to get more, do more. That's probably a clue though. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Nice. And so for years I thought I was broken. Never been fired. Only had two different two interviews. But then in the most recent um, times, looking for my expression, my authentic expression, maybe even my higher self, what I want to do. Yeah. And it's been tucked in, under there. It's been sitting under there, sort of just percolating. And we've talked about this on other episodes as well, where um, our highest expression is probably going to be in service of of others because that's what I find the most fulfilling. But I think when whenever I'm talking to people, there's always an element of wanting to help. There's always an element of people wanting to do something for the greater good. When I coach someone for the first time or when I'm even just um, connecting with a potential client and I'm just saying, hey, what do you want out of your life? I think I don't think there's been one person in the last six years that said to, hasn't said to me, I want to help people. Amazing, eh? It's the most common <laughs> so theme good. that when we really tap into what we want, yeah. we want to feel like we're contributing. Yeah. We want to feel like we're having an impact and we're actually making a difference to someone's lives. I, I'd said often that's the biggest difference between my career as a coach versus flying is when I go to bed at night, I know I've changed someone's life today. Yeah. Like I never felt that when I was flying. Yeah. Well, you keep them safe and you got them there. You yeah, definitely... you could make a sort of abstract argument for it. and It's it's true, you know, in some way. But this is, feels like a direct hand on my heart. I know that someone's life is better because of the work I did today. Yeah, yeah. And that feels really good. And a lot of us, I think, and certainly for me, we've, we can have that in the underbelly. We can have that want and desire to do something greater or something better or be in service and help people. But it's, it can be hidden underneath it's not yeah it's like so for me as an example speaking my authentic truth has been a coming out of of such well you can i speak to this journey of yours a little bit sure where you've always wanted to help people yeah and because of i don't know you tell me if this is right because of nice guy syndrome wounds all of that. Uh, all of whatever. Our social conditioning. Yeah, social yep. conditioning. You have struggled to find a way to help people or to communicate in a way that it actually makes an impact. Is that fair? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Because I did it instantly. I did it. So, like, I'd want to just help somebody uh, like in the second. And that always comes off as very annoying. It's right. Not, it's not connected. There's no relatedness. Yes. It's a bit like um, a lady that was working with me came in and there was a dog got left outside and she's like, oh, I feel so bad for the dog. You know, the dog's freezing. It was the middle of winter and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, the dog's fine. You know, the dog will be fine. And she was like, we, we all know you don't like animals. And that's actually not true. I love animals and I've had lots of dogs. Over you there. are one. Yeah, exactly. I relate. <laughs> and uh, don't have a dog at the moment. I've got enough children, so I don't need anything else, any other responsibilities. But in that moment, um, I, all I wanted to do was help her because I could she, see that she was concerned, she was worried, and she was feeling bad for the dog. So my natural instinct, because I know dogs, right? I've worked on, lived on the farms. I've had three dogs at one point on the farm. Dogs are not worried about the weather. 
everyone got their little jackets on their little puppy dogs and stuff but they don't they literally don't need it they're very hardened they have a different system to us so I was actually just trying to put her at ease but of course it came across very uncaring and righteous mm. yeah that's just one example I've got thousands yes of those. so your process I guess towards authenticity has been finding a way to be yourself speak your truth yeah but in a way that has it and well, yeah and so um connection and relatedness is the so first we need to listen to understand <laughs> that mm. was the lesson for me more listening two ears one mouth all of that stuff and then um yeah, i forgot i lost my train of thought but like that's vulnerable and so speaking my truth was actually saying to people that i want to help and i want to do this and i want to do that but that, that's that's actually vulnerable. That's because, really vulnerable. Yeah, especially as a truck driver or a certain class or certain job or yeah. title. You know, all those. And I can feel the energy of like, who do you think you are to be able to help? Yeah. Why are you so good that you want to help everyone else? Well, that's why I think people said to me. <laughs> <laughs> but actually underneath there is that. You know, it's that imposter syndrome, that shame yeah. or guilt um, that lives in there. And so this... This is, you know, using you as an example. And for me, I think it was the same thing as well. When I first was going to leave flying, I started a podcast, Nathan Seward Show. Check it out on all great podcast platforms. And wanted to be a a life coach. And there was no agreement for that among my friends, other pilots. Still Mm, isn't. I think I was still a laughing stock of a lot of pilots doing this work. Sure. You know, it's just so... So left field One to what to the is other. their yeah. awareness, you mm. know. Um, and so that was a coming out to go come out and say, I actually, now we sit here and talk about it like we do it all day. But there was a point where it was like to say, oh, I believe in manifestation. Oh, I kind of like personal development. Oh, I think coaching's really cool. That was so scary. And yeah. it just felt like there was no agreement for it at all. But it was my truth. Yeah. So as scary as it was, as much as I didn't say it, it's got to come out if you want to. If you yeah want to be authentic, and like you said right at the start here, there's a lightness mm. that comes from from being authentic. The one thing that helped me was authenticity is when your thoughts, your words, and your actions all align. Mm. Yeah, and that's amazing because you don't have to think about. Who am I to this person? What do I have to say? What do mm. I have to do? How do I fit in? How do I belong? How do I get out of this situation? How do I avoid anything uncomfortable here? And there's so much energy yeah. and work and thinking required. Yeah, and people are trying not to um, get hurt themselves and they try not to hurt others. Mm. That's a real thing as well. Like They don't, won't be authentic for fear of upsetting other people. Jason and Nathan. When we say speaking your truth, it can often be described as like uh, perceived, construed, perceived. It can often be <laughs> join them together. <laughs> two good words. Perstrued, <laughs> perstrudel. Uh, it can like often it. be perceived as like, oh, don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. Mm. Just go and speak your truth and fuck the police. Yeah, yeah, that's a big. I mean, I, you hear that. I've heard that a lot over the years, but that's. I'm not sure that's their truth. That's that's like 
wanting an outcome or to be a certain way or to be seen a certain way. Our truth's probably a little more subtle than that. It's And it is vulnerable. So for me, um, learning how to let that truth out as well, that's actually really vulnerable. Being responsible for it? Being responsible because it, I make mistakes. I enter into conversations and I start, um, say, talking about something that's actually important to me or authentic for me, but I know I notice straight away I don't want to say it. Yeah. And so I've got to do got to do it say it let it out deal with what comes back it's all and it always feels worse than what it's going what it ends up being which is like a lot of things in i life. feel in that situation too it's like um there's a moment where i'm speaking my truth and then my ego grabs it at some point and wants to convince the other person that i'm right mm. so it goes from going hey this is just what i believe and something i want to share to you have to believe that we're not leaving here until you agree with me. Something like that happens to me often. We can confuse that with opinions as well, though. Because like, if we if it's something about me, I'll, I'll only I'll know the truth about me. That's right. But if it's something that I'm trying to convince people or But I can start out with one and then drift into the other. Right. And I have to remind myself. And sometimes I'll say, oh, I'm not trying to convince you. That's, I'm just telling you my truth. Yeah. And, and I, can't, I can't not tell you my truth. Like, it's just yeah. my truth. That's a great um, lead way into a conversation like that as well. Because you can get sometimes, like I know particularly with relationships or family members, you might be able to, you might get a bit of um, gaslighting. Yeah, right. You know, where somebody tries to convince you that that didn't happen or that's not how it is. And there's yeah. a moment there where your truth is like, no, actually I know what happened and yeah. this is this is my truth. And kind of sticking to that line doesn't mean you have to convince them, don't have to enter a big argument or discussion, but actually also not be gaslit. Yeah, that's right. And lose your truth. Just telling them how you feel. Like, yeah. actually, this is, I I was there, or this is how I feel. That's fine. To quote Ace Ventura, you don't oh. have to tell me I was there. <laughs> 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 that famous philosopher. Yeah. Ace Ventura. Actually, Jim Carrey, ironically. Now, is a philosopher of yeah. thoughts, isn't he? Yeah. I love Jim Carrey. Same. He's on to it. Uh, one thing when people start sharing their truth or sharing their authentic truth, uh, again, so not just saying shit and not giving a fuck and just saying anything you want. It's not about just spraying out any opinion that you want to spray. That's not what it is. It's about going, what's actually deep down my truth about who I am that I've been scared to share? For fear of judgment, humiliation, rejection, mm. all of those kind of things. That's what we're talking about here. And something you have to be aware of here is that if you want to start speaking your authentic truth, you have to be willing to let other people have their authentic response yeah, to that truth. That's right. And share their authentic truth. Which might not well. be that fun or comfortable for you to hear. Mm. Mm. Yeah, quite often. That's right. Yeah, I was having a conversation with my sister on the weekend. It was quite a... Shout out to our sister. Yep. And it was quite a vulnerable conversation for both of us. I could feel that. We were just kind of fleshing out some stuff. And um, oh, it was hard to hear her truth, you know? Mm. It was, mm. you, you know, you guys know me pretty well. Like I've got a not good enough lens and stuff. So whenever anyone's sharing feedback with me, 
whew, it's not far away from that rejection, not good enough, mm, mm. oh, it can send me into a dark place. But I managed to, I could feel it there, but I managed to go, no, this isn't about me. This is this is feedback. This is her mm. authentic truth, and this is feedback that will ultimately help mm. if I can treat it as feedback and not as some attack on my <laughs> character. Yeah, which is what it feels like, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah. I could, And I could, that was there. That was there in my body waiting mm. to take over mm. but i didn't let it take over and i also managed to share my truth so we we ended up in a position where both of us had really openly shared our uncomfortable truth mm. and she made the comment at the end she said man i feel so much better I feel really way better after that thank you yeah that's that's, that's the lightness that comes and it's a re- i think you've touched on a really good point here because finally the, <laughs> only 22 episodes to get there but the being responsible for your reaction when someone else is tr- triggering you, Oof. that's the key here. Also impossible, really. Yeah, but that's the, <laughs> that, that's the work. That's really what's going to make a difference. And when it first started happening to me, I would notice I was viscerally angered. Or, you know, I could feel it in my body. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. And so when I first started doing this, that didn't generally go well. Like I'd get a red face or I'd pull back in the conversation or I'd just go, I'd get defensive, just go, okay, oh, well, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. But the more I could sit with that trigger and that feeling, and it's always visceral, you guys know what I'm talking about, when somebody triggers you and you do, and you get that, it's internal. wells up in you. wells up in you. Um, Slowly I could be with that feeling in the moment. So first I could debrief myself about it afterwards if I, A, didn't handle it very well or B, got off my authentic truth and just kind of back stepped back out of the conversation because yep. that happens. And secondly, um, over time I could do it in the moment and I could actually be listening and debriefing myself on, my, on mm. what that trigger was. What's actually going on in here? What the hell is going on in my body right now? I find that very power- empowering. Yeah, totally. Man, so there's so much to be with, isn't there? Mm. As you're speaking your truth and you're trying to be more authentic and vulnerable. It's One, messy. Like I said, you know, I can get um, like I get into a realm of trying to convince someone that I'm right and da-da-da. If someone's being authentic, I can get triggered and feel not good enough. You might get triggered, yeah. you know, defensive. We've got to then step back and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's so worth it. Give it a try. One of the, I think we have a loneliness epidemic in Mm -hmm. the world. Mm. We've got social media, and Mm. yet it seems to have have had us feel more isolated and more lonely. Yeah, we're the most connected that we've the species has ever been. Yet people can feel very alone, and I think they can feel alone in a room full of people, right? Totally. Yeah, I felt lonely in a relationship before, and. The key here is that the answer to loneliness is not more friends. Mm. The answer to loneliness is not more friends. And so a lot of people, I hear it a lot where people say, I've actually just heard this from someone recently. They said, oh man, I just it's just really hard to meet people as an adult. And that person uh, was older and didn't have kids. So mm. saying, oh, if all my friends have got kids, which is great, but it's not really, I don't really, you know, I want to have some friends that don't have kids because yeah. that's what I'm like. Yeah. And they were just saying it's really hard to find that. It's really hard to find that when you're older. And there's the truth to that. But 
the deeper truth is that what actually causes loneliness? What actually has somebody feel lonely? What do you reckon? Um, good question. I've, I've got so many children, I never feel lonely. <laughs> but I think um, it's the withholding. There's some version of uh, staying safe in myself. So I can feel it where I've maybe not felt connected or understood or alone because I haven't I haven't shared. I haven't I've stayed safe and mm. I've kept to myself. Yeah. That's but, a big one. That's a big one. And so I think if you feel lonely another one I hear is like from people that feel lonely is like, oh I'm always there for everybody else. Mm. And I listen to what everybody else says and they always call me with their problems, but no one ever calls me. Yeah. No one ever asks how I am. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if any of you guys have felt that. We hear that a lot. Yeah. And I think uh, there's a lack of authenticity there. Yeah. Uh, There's a lack of what we've just been talking about, speaking your truth. There's also a lack of getting your needs met. Because what I'm hearing is there's a need there to be heard, to be seen, to have someone to listen to you. And guess what? If you don't ask. That's right. It ain't coming. And you can literally just ask. Well, people aren't mind readers. They're not mind readers. But people also when you go to readers. ask, have a, have a check it out. Check out, you know, before you ask. Think. How do you feel? Like, oh, geez, shit, can I ask? Is that vulnerable? Is that vulnerable? i tell you what comes up for most people. I don't want to be a burden. Mm. So it's like, okay, great. So I just want to let everyone know that no one is a burden. No one's ever a burden. We're not burdens. Please. Because if a friend rang you and said, Jace, um, have you got five minutes? I just need a little bit of help. I'd love to just, I need to just talk through a problem. Does that feel like a burden? <laughs> no. To you? What does it feel like? Oh, I'd love to help. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually a gift. Yeah. And what we forget is the way when someone does ask us, the way we would help anybody, we'd help our friends, we'd want to be right there, we'd would hate to think they were going through something on their own and they weren't reaching out for help. We would hate to think that that's going on. Um but then we won't we won't do that. We so we basically when we do it to another person, when we ask for something or ask for help, we're actually giving them that feeling, the same feeling that we giving have. Giving them that gift. Yep, it's a gift. Yeah. I think when people say, again, in that example where it's like, I'm always there for everybody else, but no one's ever there for me, but I don't really want to ask people for help because I don't want to be a burden. Mm. You feel burdened mm. by everybody asking you for help. Amazing. Because you have no boundaries about saying no. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, uncomfortable truth here, peeps. That's a real uncomfortable truth. Yeah. Where you can trust that if people, no one ever says, hey, you're being a real burden anyway. So it's a weird fear to have. Yeah. It's only someone like you that doesn't have any boundaries that yeah. lets people burden them because they, you know, you just let yourself get shit on because you're not, no boundaries and you yeah. can't say no. But you have to trust and actually give your friends and the people close to you some modicum of <laughs> respect that they can actually say yeah. no i'm not available or hey it's not a good time or i can't do it now but would you mind if we met on friday afternoon i've got a bit more free time so they're never just going to say hey what's this burdensome thing you're layering on yeah. me yeah who are you to, to ask for me for help yeah or to listen to you jeez wayne one sorry all the way most of the chance they're gonna say that's such a gift yeah. we're not gonna say that we're gonna go oh my god i'm 
course I can help you. Yeah. What can I do? Do you need money? Do you need to have a conversation? You know, can I introduce you to someone? What What, what do you need? Or they're going to say, hey, oh, God, I'm so under the pump. I actually need help myself. Um, yeah. So let's do 10 minutes each. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You do 10, then I do 10, which is better than a covert contract. Yeah. So... Yeah, gosh, I don't even know how we ended up here. I but love you mentioned covert contracts there, though, because that's actually when you've got no boundaries and you people are dumping on you and just for talking to you for like an hour about all their problems, you're actually listening with a covert contract. You're expecting that if you do that for them, they'll do it for you, and that that moment never and you comes. Get resentful, resentful. That's how resentment is built. Yeah, through that covert contract. Yep. Oh, gosh, this is a free podcast. And it's so <laughs> juicy. There's so much juice in this. Well, I mean, people might disagree. They I might, hope so. They might um, go, you guys, I'm not that. I don't do that. I don't mind people chewing my ear for two hours on the phone or in oh, person. Oh, well, then there's no problem. No problem at all. Yeah. But if you are feeling that resentment or you're not feeling understood... Or yeah, you, or you you're know, feeling lonely. Or you're feeling lonely. You're feeling like you've got all these people in your life, but it's all one way. And you ultimately feel unheard and lonely. Well, oh, here's a place to look. This please. is common. Yeah. <laughs> please look. Yeah. Please look. It's got to be where some depression comes from as well, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Because it's a it, big it, like, subject. You know, I don't, I'm being a little bit um, hard on you because I want you to, because mm. I care. Mm. I find this a heartbreaking situation. Mm. But loneliness is hella depressing. Mm. Like I've, mm. I've felt lonely totally it's awful it's an mm. awful awful feeling and the antidote is 50 different things but uh the <laughs> antidote is start having some uncomfortable conversations start setting some boundaries and saying no start asking for what you need start speaking your truth and allowing others to give you their authentic reply yeah like come out of your shell mm. and that is actually what real vulnerability is yeah is starting to be yourself yeah vulnerability isn't just crying in front of someone vulnerability is actually sharing your uncomfortable truth about who you really are yeah that's what you one need of the most vulnerable things that's right and if you're um if you're sharing your authentic truth or you're doing something that we're talking about and you're doing it um with an elevated voice like you're mad or you're um projecting you're trying to get your point across it's highly likely that's not vulnerable it's it's highly likely you are projecting or you are doing something that's not what we're talking about here. Because Can you give me an example? When people are like, they're mad about something and it's their authentic truth. Ah, uh, yeah. In quotes, you know. Yeah. I want, I'm going to tell you what I think or I'm going to tell you how I feel. That's not what we're talking about. Sounds like a trigger. Yeah, that's like right. you just triggered. It's coming from a wound. It's, or you're, you're upset, yeah. you're projecting. Yeah, so it's not that, and that's so what the, I do see the, a bit of. Is the, the authentic truth a bit softer? It's soft. Well, it's vulnerable. Hmm. When you're triggered, you're not actually vulnerable. No. You might be if you regret what you said. Spraying. But in the moment, it's like, oh, I really don't want to say, I don't want to ask for someone's time. I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to be that burden. I don't want to do this thing. That's your your signal to do it. Yeah, that's and that's what I, I actually honest truth. That's how I started my authentic journey was to when I felt like I couldn't do something. That's the vulnerability. And that's like, oh, God, I've actually got to do it. And that was, yeah, that's how I started. 
So I would love to hear from you guys. What mm. uh, does this resonate? Again, like Jason said, do you disagree completely? Maybe you don't resonate with this at all. Mm. Uh, but I'd love to hear what you think of this episode. Come and talk to us in the group. Give us some feedback. You can send us a private message. But also, where do you uh, celebrate? I want to celebrate with you where you've leaned into speaking your yeah, truth or where please. you've been a little bit more authentic this week. So if you're listening to this episode, jump in the group and comment and let us know. Yeah. Hey, bit of a celebration. I said something, you know, that felt a little bit uncomfortable, but I knew it was my truth and I really leaned into that today and we'll be able to celebrate with you. Yeah, because it's really important to celebrate either with us or with someone else, someone you know, someone close, someone safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So thanks, guys. I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Thanks for listening as always. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Awesome. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 